Welcome to the Nonprofit Voice Tech Series, a special edition of the Nonprofit Voice Podcast, hosted by Mark Becker, founding partner of Cathex's Partners and editorial advisory board member of Nonprofit Pro. In each episode of this monthly installment, Mark will have conversations with prominent nonprofit organizations and industry thought leaders to learn more about different technology offerings in the marketplace. Join us and together we will learn more about these innovative digital tools and how to navigate the rapidly evolving technology landscape. Hi everyone, welcome back. Mark Becker here, founding partner of Cathexis Partners. Today we're going to talk about digital fundraising um, and and everything that's involved with that, uh, digital first and, you know, thinking about changing the way that you're communicating with your audiences. And we have a couple of experts here to help with that. Maria, do you want to introduce yourself and, and tell us about your role and your background? Sure, I'd love to. And thanks for calling me an expert. I like that. <laughs> I like it. Uh, my name is Maria Clark. I'm the uh, Chief Evangelist and EVP of Partnerships at uh, Good United. Uh, we are a technology solutions partner for nonprofits, uh, helping them embrace digital first fundraising, which in our mind is native fundraising. It's not making what you're doing hybrid. It's finding people where they are engaging with you digitally and finding ways to help nonprofits engage and fundraise that way. Uh, I came to Good United about a year and a half ago after, uh, I don't wanna say how long, but a long time at a large <laughs> nonprofit, the American Cancer Society. I had an amazing career there and was honored to be a part of that organization for so many years. But in my last role, I was leading our uh, nationwide portfolio of events. So I uh, enjoyed that wonderful event experience through COVID. Um, and how challenging that was. And I think that kind of sets up our conversation today because it made a lot of nonprofits, it forced them to really think differently about how they can find new supporters uh, when you take away your events, which is often the, you know, the grassroots way that you get people involved. What do you do next? So it, it uh, I know all the challenges that nonprofits face, and that's kind of what I do here at Good United is work with our partners to really understand what they are trying to accomplish. Uh, open their eyes to what's new and uh, help them embrace that third shift of giving and really excited about, I'm not going to steal your thunder, but the guests that you have with us because we partner with them and they are amazing front runners in this space. So thank you, Mark, for having me on and thank you. I'm not going to say your name. I'll let you introduce them, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> it's a mystery. Um, no, mystery. thank you, uh, Maria. That's great. And I, I agree. It's it's so crazy with the pandemic and, you know, force people out of their comfort zone and be yeah. able to thank this all, right? And I think, um, you know, uh, Good United, I've seen the name come, come up several times, you know, pre-pandemic and really when you guys, I think, were kicking off um, a few years ago. How long have long you been around now? Yeah. Good United is about seven years old, but our, um, I actually, when I worked, I was at the American Cancer Society and in the last uh, six months I was there was when we partnered with Good United to stand up the first uh, Facebook challenge series uh, for our organization. So the American Cancer Society was a front runner in that space and really tested uh, the possibilities of uh, Facebook the challenges on Facebook. And they were fantastic and really um kind of turned fundraising on its head for mm -hmm. a little bit at the beginning of Yeah, their uh, timing COVID was day. good. Yeah, yeah, for yeah sure. it was it was, it was a, an excellent way to recover some of that lost revenue and keep the engagement um, pipeline 
you know, finding new supporters who cared about the American Cancer Society during COVID. So it was like it. exciting to be a part of it then. And now I'm just honored to be a part of this organization today. That's great. All right. Well, thanks for joining us. And, and Jeff, okay. you want to go ahead and introduce yourself? Yes. Well, Mark, thank you. And Maria for the kind words. I, uh, I kind of like being mysterious. That's, that's, fun. Yeah. that's a new one for me. So um, my, my name is Jeff Delizio. I'm the Chief Development Officer at the Epilepsy Foundation of America. Uh, in that role, I oversee fundraising, marketing, digital strategies. Uh, so I think this conversation is right up, right up my alley here. Um, I uh, have been uh, in the nonprofit space for quite some time. Uh, previously was with the Red Cross uh, and then a um, uh, health system here in Washington, D.C., where I live, uh, the Innova Health System. And prior to that, I was in the international space with international finance and development. Uh, I found myself working in Uganda for a while and opening up health clinics. So uh, have some various varying dis uh, experiences across the board there uh, in, in this space. And I'm um, just really excited for this conversation. Uh, this is a real um, you know, important part of of the world that we're living in right now, and it's only going to to increase in in my belief. So, thank you for having me, and uh, I look forward to it. Uh, that's great. Um, yeah, thanks. Thank you both for for joining. And so, let's dive right in. Um, you know, I think Maria, you know, kind of set the stage here, um, but would love to hear kind of what led the Epilepsy Foundation to kind of shift, you know, to kind of a digital first fundraising strategy. Was it the pandemic or it, it sounds like you might've been involved prior to that? Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, sure. So necessity is the mother of invention. And uh, we're, we're at the Epilepsy Foundation, we're a small national nonprofit. So for us, we need to grow and we need to, to get that reach. Uh, we wanna grow our mission, we wanna reach more people. And the reality is uh, prior to the pandemic, uh, leading up into it, which we didn't realize was happening, um, we were starting to, to change our mindset and actually taking actions and, and, and building platforms to, to move in this direction. And uh, it really was because, you know, it, how, do we, how do we get that, that kind of exponential growth? We, we really did, wanted to get away from incrementalism. And uh, the reality is we did not have the resources to put, you know, 200 people around the country, you know, uh, to do certain things. So how do we think differently about uh, our world? And uh, so we started moving in this direction. Of course, COVID just accelerated that. Uh, that trend significantly. So we were fortunate that we were already on that path and thinking in that way, um, which 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 really helped. I mean, for us, that shift, you know, was really about uh, building relationships. And we found that thinking in the digital first mindset, uh, you know, again, not digital only, but digital first is really important because it's where people are. We needed to be where the people are. And when they're sitting here on their computers, on their phones, with their tablets, you know, we really want to make sure that we're a part of uh, that space. And this thought process and strategy really allows us to to dig into that. Any change like that always has some resistance, right? Some naysayers like, okay, yeah, here's another fad, you know, whatever. Um, was, you know, what was that like at your organization? And, and uh, how did you, how did you get through it? Yes. <laughs> yes, that's, a, that's the answer. Yes. So, you know, breaking old habits is, is hard uh, to do, uh, especially in the fundraising space. Uh, there's, there's this kind of push and pull between the art and the science of, of fundraising very often. And 
when when you really present kind of this digital first mindset, it it you know people there are people that have been either doing this for a while or they you know they have a strong belief and you know that you have to be personal. What where's the in-person visits? Where's the phone calls? Where's the events? All those things are great. We're doing those things, by the way, right? Um, but the reality was we had to start thinking differently and you, you, you kind of have to to white knuckle it in the beginning a little bit. And and the, the, the neat part about that is you can scale it up. You don't have to go all in right off the bat. But for us, that pushback really came, um, you know, first and foremost on the front lines um uh yeah. with with folks just saying listen uh, you know i i don't believe in this this is impersonal right um so you have to kind of get your champions on board you have to show the path and the way and that the reality is this becomes in many ways actually more personal because when we actually compared and i'll give my fundraisers as an example our major gift fundraisers you know they may have one or two visits a year with a donor maybe uh there's some email back and forth maybe they're lucky and they, they have a little texting relationship but when we really think about you know being in a, a truly digital first mindset we're thinking about all the ways that we're communicating and by the way many of our donors are on social media they're on facebook um you know i could i can tell you that um my kids uh their grandparents um they know how to use an ipad uh they're that's that's how they communicate with their grandkids again necessity is the mother of invention so we're really seeing that that shift occur and in that shift you know people start seeing that wow this is a personal relationship mm -hmm. so we had to kind of show and tell a little bit along that way and uh and and it really worked off and then the next part was the money um you know it does cost money and um for us we really made the case because you know again you, well, whether it's leadership or, or or your or your board um th these are not necessarily always going to be cheap uh, investments uh but the problem the, the opportunity there let me say is that you're investing for the future and um that to me is is really important to have a diversified revenue stream uh which i think COVID actually made that a lot easier in terms of the pushback um because we're not going back you know to the way things were right we're right. we're our our growth is really looking at all of our channels and digital is a, uh you know a, a, a critical point of that I and like i wanted to um if you don't mind i'll jump in because i think i think there is a lot of resistance and thank you for uh sharing that reality jeff but i think a lot of it too is just lack of understanding like what we're trying to help our partners do is create these meaningful meaningful experiences but in social channels and that's really what nonprofits tried to do when like peer-to-peer -peer event fundraising started uh, and sad to say or maybe exciting to say i've been around for all of it but in the beginning a, there was a lot of like scrutiny like are you sure about these events that's a lot of money to spend to go out in communities and build events are we sure we're going to get people there and you know here we are 35 years later 40 years later and it's a huge part of nonprofit fundraising so we're just at the cusp of building that now and so it's not necessarily we shouldn't do that i don't believe in it but it's just it's going to take a major shift for nonprofits in terms of their operations and their staffing and where they're investing their budget and so you know there's just a lot of opportunity there and it's going to take a lot to turn that ship in many ways but now well, is the time to do it 
And and here's the reason, right? Because this this can't just be this thing you build off into the side, right? right? Oh, mm-hmm. our digital fundraising operation is over there, right? Um, it's got to be built into your DNA, and you have to figure out how it meshes with your work. Because again, this is not a, a an only type of of, right. of engagement. And Good United. Uh, uh, perfect example of this right in that personal approach right we are now bubbling up the people that want to engage in a significant way or need help right i mean this is not just believe it or not in in our good united world this is not just a fundraising tool people are reaching out through this to help for help and we're able to get them help Hmm. faster and it's so when you really think about this, you have to kind of open the blinders a little bit and realize there's a lot of layers to this, um, and it really can benefit not only your operation. It, we are way more efficient, and we're managing more people, as well as the fact that you know we're actually able to to deliver mission. I mean, fundraisers are delivering mission now and connecting people to services. It's a really cool thing. Right, and it's, and and you know you're not only trying to build the infrastructure to have sustainable revenue growth. But again, you're building a whole new channel, a whole new way to talk to people, um, not email, not in person, but just as meaningful. Uh, Jeff, you see it in the group activity. The emotional sharing is the same emotion that you see, you know, in person events. Um, so it's, it's like a whole new way of talking to people. And I think another thing to make sure that people understand too, is many nonprofits, believe they've already talked to everybody that cares about mm-hmm. their cause and what we're finding are millions and i'm not exaggerating millions of supporters of people that have never been asked because we haven't nonprofits haven't been talking to them where they want to be talked to and so we're seeing in, in most of our challenges on facebook like 90 percent net new to organizations so you're not taking away and mm forcing people to move from the way they used to engage into a new way to engage. You're finding new supporters and finding new ways to talk to them in a meaningful way. And like Jeff says, driving action, not just fundraising, but much deeper involvement and engagement with nonprofits and answering their questions and their needs uh, in the moment in in a way that works for them. It's all about the data, right? So yeah, you know, you know, you need to have the, some data um, and a, a plan to, invest in these these solutions in the first place and these approaches right but you also then you know you need this data to to actually communicate and take advantage and it it tables everything so yeah jeff you know tell us what you know role you know and how you use data um and what you're looking at and 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 uh, what's important to you these days well data makes you smart and I'll just do a pitch out there to all of my uh, nonprofit colleagues who I'm sure all know this, but we we don't do anything now. We don't we don't engage in any platforms. We don't engage in any any projects or 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 strategies that that aren't driven by data. Um, and I think that's really important. Um, I you know yes, I love the gut check now and then, but the reality yeah. is um, you know we have it and it needs to be easily accessible. So um, that's just my my pitch to folks is to is to make sure you're tracking data, make sure it can be easily accessible, or that turns into the modern version of the binder of policies or whatever that you put on your shelf that no one ever looks at, right? So um, anyway, put that aside. 
for us, in terms of how we're making these decisions and how we're looking at this, we did have to think differently uh, about it because the first thing that everybody looks at in my world is is, is the dollars, right? Um, yeah. Now, the good news here is in the digital space, I can track that with, with absolute insane amount of granularity, uh, which um, can be just horribly addicting uh, to look at all of the charts, you know, and, uh, and, and all the data streams that are coming in. It's so fun. You can really nerd out on that stuff. But in terms of how we started thinking about, you know, data to make our investment decisions and to look at how we're going to implement these things and, and, and are they working? Um, yeah, the money was there, but we, again, the digital space is really about engagement for us. So we really built data streams that uh, really tracked engagement. So we wanted to see how many people were touching our organization, right? So for us, this kind of was all part of this, this digital first strategy with, you know, we're with Salesforce, which is a, an incredibly powerful tool that is connected now to AWS and our data lake, which has everything flowing into it. So I have this really wonderful view of, of our operation uh, across, across the organization. But the reality is that data um, we are focused in many ways more on touch points and engagement data than we are on the financial data and on the and on the revenue because as long as we're seeing that engagement increase and and grow, we know that the money is coming because we can see that correlation. And frankly, much of our data now is real time. So you know we're we're able to make that uh, that movement even even faster. Yeah, and that data piece was really a critical role that Good United plays. Um, when birthday fundraisers started in 2018, mm -hmm. um, nonprofits just got checks from Facebook, and they're like, "All right, here's some money." That's nice, but it. yeah, how much? exactly. How do we talk to them? And so, you know, in our partnership, we're a business partner with Meta, but now we are able to deliver that data straight to nonprofits, so they knew who's giving, how many times they've given, who's supported them um and you know ultimately our vision is to have a whole lifetime journey uh with that customer and that again provides more rich data back to nonprofits about what messages work and you know how to more deeply engage them how to drive repeat action um you know you're talking to the right person when you're talking about data because jeff's as he said he is a nerd i've noticed that he nerds out on this data love it <laughs> well <laughs> but let me tell I you like one it. more there's one more piece of this right on the data front and we we were touching on this earlier which is related to data you, many nonprofits we we had to get out of our mindset of yeah. what that data meant and what data we wanted or needed because if i had one more person tell me why aren't you getting a mailing address on these folks i i, I was like that <laughs> you know go you know stop right. right because the 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 world has shifted and you know for us we need to meet people where they're at and as we think about data we have to realize that you know what i don't have a mailing address in some cases, I don't have an email address. And you know what? That is just fine um, because we are engaging people where they want to be engaged. And we have tools like Good Unite to be able to, to do that. Um, but that's a big change for some nonprofits, uh, Fruit Bill, is, is, is they have this kind of rigidity in terms of what they expect to document. And you have to kind of break free of that. I, have I think a, that's so important. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Maria. No, I was going to say I have an excellent anecdote about this. Uh, I was invited to speak at a conference in, I think it was 2018, possibly right after birthday fundraisers, you know, really kind of started exploding on Facebook. 
And um, uh, I realized that there were, I spoke at a conference about, you know, take the money, it doesn't matter. And there were a lot of nonprofits who were really hesitant to even turn on Facebook tools because they could not get any information. And I'm mm -hmm. like, that's crazy talk. Take the money. Um, they, there's people out there that want to support you. And maybe you can't get the information from them at that moment, but maybe they're going to be engaged deeper and you can connect with them later. Um, now, we obviously, we're at a different point, but I still think uh, the historic perception of a donor file that's uh, a, a thing that's in transition as well. Um, it's not always about email, mail address. That's what we talk about third shift. It used to be a mailing address. You know, you could do anything with a mailing address, your direct mail program, door to door, blah, blah, blah. Then when, you know, websites and online giving tools started, that email address was gold and that was what nonprofits relied on. And they owned it, you know, they owned the events that they put on so they could capture all that information. Now we're in this third shift and social giving channels aren't owned by nonprofits. So it is more of a challenge for them to obtain the data they need. And that is a particular roadblock for some, but uh, it is a change of mindset, a cultural change to think differently. Um, how can I embrace that without having every minute detail that we used to have? And then really stepping back and thinking, do I really need all those minute details? Don't I just need to know how to you know, create a conversation with a new supporter and engage them deeper. And that's um, what you all yeah. do at, at Good United, right? You, yeah. Help, yeah. you, you also help them learn more about their, their constituents, their donors, their obviously, that's, but uh, yeah, it's have, having that conversation. You, yeah. So I think that's yeah, you know, why do you Why do you care about Epsubly Foundation of America? Why did you fundraise? What was important to you? And capturing those stories and even the keywords uh, helps in the content that they develop to, to drive that deeper engagement. So it's a great uh, opportunity to learn more about supporters, again, in channels where they're spending their time, not forcing them off to a different channel. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And I, we were talking before we started recording, um, and I think it's, it's worth bringing up here uh, that, you know, it's 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 not just as jeff you were saying it's not just the mailing address it's not the e just the email address it's it's all these other things right and we we're talking about how you know you go to linkedin any day now and you see someone started a new position every day so of course you know how do you keep up with those email addresses if they're a professional business address because they're always changing but you know what's probably not changing their linkedin profile their their facebook you know their instagram um they're That's and, right and jeff you gave another great example their you know their live stream their gamer name right and oh that's yeah what they want to be communicated <laughs> as right yeah i mean that was one of our first uh hurdles uh you know from a database perspective which we started this you know this stream for epilepsy it's our gaming platform and it's it's uh, been really successful and we we uh, were having a ball with it but when we started the only data we were getting was you know their username and that's how they want to be you know you know like we've got savage pixie uh we've got cool boy <laughs> we've got phoenix and that's the information we have on them but mm -hmm. that's what they want to how they want to engage and what they want to be called so guess what we have to change we can't just force people the world doesn't you know doesn't doesn't operate like that anymore yeah definitely well said and yeah um so give us some suggestions um what would your tip be for organizations to just start out jeff what do you what do you recommend start yes start go i mean digital <laughs> it, you know this is this the 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 really cool thing about this world is that 
it is completely scalable in many ways. So, you know, find an area where you think you can, you know, start scratching the, uh, you know, scratching the itch in the digital first world and, 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 and head on, head on down the road because, um, you know, you learn and, and, and get better every time you do something. But the, I think the key for most organizations, you know, to do this successfully um, is that, you know, this digital first mentality, this is not a project. This is not something, you know, and this is just a kind of a, a way of thinking too for us, which is, you know, we don't plan for six months, launch, tweak, and then we're done, right? That's that's an old school method of, of thinking. You know, we we are we we do the planning, we launch, and then we continue to improve and engage. It's never done, right? And that mm -hmm. may sound exhausting, but it allows us to 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 really adjust with the changing environments and the and the needs of our community and our organization and platforms and new technology. So and we don't like to think in project mentality anymore when it comes to uh, our platforms that we're that we're using. But my biggest piece for people is is get started. And and then again, as I mentioned before, don't make this its own separate thing, right? You you have to integrate this into your operation. Um, so you're you know that's I think that's really important for people to to understand if it's going to be this separate thing, it's never going to get the time and attention that it deserves. Oh, true. Yeah, no, I love, you know, the listeners don't have the luxury that I do that, you know, the camera view as we're talking through this on Zoom. So Jeff, you know, you're, you're, you're obviously very digital focused, but what's the story with the with the typewriter? The typewriter. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm a Renaissance guy. What can I say? I, I uh, I'm all over the map. I, uh, I I've got a uh, just for people that can't see a a a seafoam green uh, Hermes 3000 from the from the early 60s in in Switzerland uh, behind me. I use that puppy every day. Um, so the there is a reality that. Um, you know, in my job, I have to send a lot of thank you, <laughs> thank you notes. Um, and um, uh, as 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 much of a digital first uh, as I am, uh, and by I like the way, it. I I send uh, I, I send uh, emails, texts, I video myself saying thank you, and I send it to donors. So we're definitely doing all of that. But again, it's not digital only. And um, when I really want to uh, add a little spice to it, uh, my handwriting is just awful. So <laughs> you, you're never going to get a handwritten piece from me. Uh, I break out this puppy and uh, and it just adds an element of tactileness and just cool retroness that I love. So I love it. I think that I sums it. it all up is is all the channels, all of the things. Right. Maria. Yeah. I what about the industry as a whole? Advice? What are you seeing? Where you see this going? Any final thoughts as we wrap this up? Sure. I mean, I think what I want to embrace or, or inspire nonprofit partners like like Jeff and others is to take control. Um, you can sit back and wait for social media fundraising to develop and you know wait for the checks to come in, or you can take control and really start building a vision for your organization of how you're going to find new supporters, how you're going to engage them, how you're going to talk to them, and how you're going to build that lifetime value. And so you don't have to sit back and wait. Like Jeff said, start now. Turn on your Facebook giving tools if they're not turned on. Really start thinking about what the possibilities can be. And that's where Good United comes in. And we really want to understand what you're trying to accomplish and help you figure out a strategy for how to use social media. And I think it all is, like I said earlier, it's the beginning and the more infrastructure and understanding you build and 
understanding what data you're going to collect and how you're going to present that to your board and your leadership to make the case for greater investment, just like we used to in other events. You know, it's all about the ROI and your return on ad spend and, you know, the same kind of metrics, but they're, they're coming from a different place. So now's the time to really take control and start building for the future. And, you know, we're just honored to work with so many amazing nonprofits and everybody at our, at our organization just feels like we're a part of changing the world. And, and we want to keep doing that in new ways. So thanks awesome. for having, having us on and, and special thanks to Jeff too. He and the Epilepsy Foundation are fantastic partners and they're really helping us push the envelope too. So thank you, Jeff. Well, thanks you both for joining. But um, as we wrap up, um, Jeff, I'm going to leave it to you. Any final thoughts? Any last yeah. words of advice? This digital first is not optional. That That is my best piece of advice, right? This is something that we need to be in if we're going to continue to grow our missions uh, in the nonprofit space. So get started. Uh, and just like we did with Good United, we started small, right? I mean, we, yep. we did not dive in and put in, in a huge amount of money into Good United. Um, uh, and they worked with us, you know? So the, we were able to start small, test the waters, we got it quickly, we got a trend rate going, and then we were able to grow our investment uh, because we knew what the returns were, were, were telling us from the data. So for us, you know, you got to get started. This is not optional. Start small and then don't stop. So there you go. Right. Well said. All right. Well, thank you so much, both of you, for joining today and sharing your thoughts and expertise and, and all that. And uh, Jeff, I'll keep an eye out for my mail for my, you know, typed letter. I need your, I need your mailing address. <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah. I'll, well, I'll, I'll send you a donation slip. There you go. All right. Well, thank you both so much. And thanks everybody for listening in today. Have a great day. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. We look forward to seeing you on the next episode of the nonprofit voice. You can listen to more episodes of The Nonprofit Voice at nonprofitpro.com slash podcast slash the hyphen nonprofit hyphen voice. And remember, for your convenience, you can stream any and all episodes of The Nonprofit Voice on iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify.